Welcome to Books and Sound. I'm your host, Don Beavers, and this episode contains a digitally remastered theatrical presentation of one of the great works of literature. Please remember to subscribe so that you can enjoy new episodes as they are released. This podcast is provided free and offered without commercial interruption. If you enjoy the episode, please leave us a positive review so that we can grow the podcast. Enjoy. Welcome again to the magic world of radio, where your imagination can lead you to the most thrilling adventures you ever dreamed of. I'm Tom Bosley, and today we've cooked up an adventure for you that'll make your mouth water. It's a surefire recipe. You take a dozen or so fierce pirates at a mysterious island, mix well with a chest of buried treasure, then to top it off, throw in a black spot drawn on a scrap of paper. Our adventure story, Treasure Island, was written by Robert Louis Stevenson and adapted especially for the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater by Paul Tripp and stars Jim Devis. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Robert Louis Stevenson, who wrote Treasure Island, was a sick man all of his life. But his imagination had the strength of ten men. One day, he drew a map of an imaginary island and gave it to his son to hang up in his room. It looked so real, his son was sure there must be a story hidden there. So Stevenson picked up his pen and wrote one of the greatest adventures ever created. He made his own son the hero, calling him Jim Hawkins, who lived at the Admiral Benbow Inn somewhere on the coast of England. But since this is really Jim's story, why don't we let him tell it his own way? My adventure began with a loud banging on the door. Open this door until I have to break it down! Just lift the latch, it's open. In walked a tall, strong man with a nut-brown face and a livid scar across one cheek. Where's the innkeeper, boy? My father's very ill in the hospital, and my mother's with him. If you want the innkeeper, you'll have to settle for me, sir. Oh, oh sir, is it? <laughs> Call me Billy Bones, boy. Or Captain, if you like. For it's the seven seas I've roamed since I was a lad. <laughs> hey, what's your moniker? Jim Hawkins at your service, Captain. At my service, eh? Well, we'll see. <laughs> Bring in my sea chest whilst I make myself to home. Oh, before you go, fetch me a noggin of rum. Nay, fetch me the whole bottle, I'm that thirsty. <laughs> I dragged his battered sea chest up to his room. The initial B was burned on top of it, and it was latched tight with a huge padlock. It smelled of tobacco and spices, and I wondered what strange things were locked in it. By the time I had rejoined the mysterious stranger, half the bottle of rum was gone. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo-ho-ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Drink it. Oh, hey, there you are, Jim boy. Everything settled snug and ship shape. Yes, Captain Bones. Fifteen men on a... 
You ever hear that something before, mate? No, Captain. Captain Flint's favorite tone it was. Every time he scuttled a ship, you'd hear him screeching, Fifteen men on us. Was that Captain Flint the pirate? Aye, the same. Oh, I was his first mate. And I was with him when he buried all that treasure. Me, Captain Billy Bones. But now they're after me. For Flint is gone, and I'm the only one who knows where the treasure's buried. Who's after you, Captain? My old shipmates were Captain Flint. They, they've been after me ever since the Captain died. And give me the map where the treasure's hidden. And once they find me... It's the black spot they'll be handing me. The black spot? What's that? It's a pirate's way of telling you your living days are over. Keep a withered eye open for a seafaring man with one leg. He's the worst. Oh, oh. You hear that? It might be him now. Oh, no, Captain. It must be a neighbor. I'll go see. Well, whoever it is, don't tell him I'm here. Will any kind soul tell a poor blind man if this is the Admiral Ben Bowen? It is, sir. What can I do for you? I hear a voice, a young voice. Will you give me your hand, kind young friend, and lead me in? Gladly, sir. Here. Oh, uh, oh you're hurting my arm. And I'll break it, too, if you don't lead me to Captain Billy Bone. Who is it, you boy? Pew! My old shipmate, John Pugh. Aye, Billy, your old friend, John Pugh. Give me your hand for old time's sake. No. There's a bit of paper for you, Billy, in the palm of your hand. It's got a message for you. The black spot. Aye, the black spot for a scurvy knave what betrayed his mates. Well, my business is done. In one hour, Billy, all your old shipmates will be coming here, and we'll have ourselves a grand reunion. Till then, Billy. They've caught up to me, Jim. I'm a god. Captain, are you all right? It's my heart. But they, they won't get my map. Here, Jim, take this key. Open my sea chest. You'll find it at the map where Flint buried his treasure. It's yours, boy. The treasure's yours to keep when you find it. Uh, Now, hurry, and then run for your life. I did as Captain Bones told me. I opened the chest, found the map wrapped in oilskin, and ran for my life to the house of Squire Trelawney, who was entertaining an old friend. A sea captain, Livesey by name. They listened quietly as my terrifying story poured out of me. Well, Jim, that's quite a story. Sure you haven't made it up. What do you think, Captain Livesey? Well, let's look at the map first. Looks authentic to me. What do you think, Captain? I'm inclined to agree with you. When I was sailing my ship in West Indies waters, I remember hearing about Captain Flint and his pirate crew seizing a treasure of gold from a galleon bound for Spain. As the story went... The treasure was worth more than 700,000 pounds sterling. But what happened to the treasure later? Why, it's as plain as the nose on my face. That scoundrel Flint buried it on Skeleton Island, just as it says here on the map. 
Tomorrow I'll go to Bristol to purchase a ship. Captain, you'll join me and take command. And you, Jim, you're coming aboard too. You'll make a fine cabin boy, I'll be bound. And so, with such high hopes, our treasure hunt began. I got my mother's permission to go on the voyage. And three weeks later, I set foot on the good ship Hispaniola. The finest schooner money could buy. Welcome aboard, gentlemen. Isn't she the sweetest vessel you ever set foot on, Captain? She's all yours. Well, you've done well, Squire. I imagine it'll take about 20 men to sail her. I'll get started on rounding up a crew first thing tomorrow. Correction, Captain. You've got a crew. Hmm? I handled that little chore myself. What do you know about sailors? You're a a landlubber. Well, I did have a little help. First thing I did when I bought the ship, I hired a sea cook. John Silver, by name. Knows all the sailors in port. He generously offered to help me round up a crew. So there you are, Captain. I brought four of my own men along with me. The ship's complement is complete. Ah, here comes my helpful friend now. Ahoy there, Mr. Silver. A word with you. Coming, Admiral. Admiral. Now I've heard everything. A tall, one-legged man with a crutch under one arm came hopping toward us like a lively grasshopper. He had a jolly smile on his face and a green parrot perched on his shoulder. At your service, Admiral Trelawney. All right, Captain Flint. Stow the gab. I'm talking to the Admiral. Do you call that parrot Captain Flint? Aye, and I do. Silver, meet Captain Livesey. Oh, my respects, Captain. I'll serve you loyal and true, or my name's not Long John Silver. See that you do. Now, Squire, where's the rest of the crew? Stowing their supplies below. I'll whistle them up for you. Well, I see you're a boatswain as well as a cook, Silver. Bless you, Captain. I'm a seafaring man from the tip of my one leg to the top of my head. Oh, here they come. Oh, shape up, me oddies. The captain here wants to have a look at you. Mm, more villainous bunch of men I never did see. Squire, I'll tell you bluntly, I don't like it. I don't like the looks of this at all. Well, like it or not, the captain took the ship out of the harbor the next morning. Hoist anchor! Give us a chance, Long John! Fifteen men on a dead man's chest! Suddenly I realized it was the same song Captain Billy Bones used to sing. And then I remembered his warning about a seafaring man with one leg. My blood ran cold. But John Silver was such a jolly man, I soon lost my suspicion of him, and we became fast friends. One night, when we'd been to sea about 20 days, I went on deck to get an apple. There were just a few left at the bottom of the barrel, so I climbed in to get one more easily. Suddenly, I heard footsteps approaching. He stopped at the barrel. Well, Long John, how soon before we reach the island? Won't be long now, that dog. <laughs> then what, eh? Why, and we seize the ship, go ashore, 
dig up the treasure and go home. <laughs> and uh, what do we do with the squire and the captain and the boy? Never fear, black dog. We done for Billy Bones, didn't we? Well, we'll do them in too. <laughs> and no one will be the wiser. And how do we get the map? Leave that to me. Run We've reached the island, and now I have a little planning to do. The moment the coast was clear, I ran to tell the squire and the captain the frightening conversation I had overheard. And to think I trusted that scoundrel, Silver. Captain, I was a fool, I admit it. Well, at least now we know where we stand, thanks to Jim. I think I'll have a word with Mr. Silver. Uh, you there, Silver! To my cabin, if you please. What's your plan, Captain? Just listen. Here he comes. Ah, there, Silver. I uh, gather we've reached our destination. Ah, we have, Captain. It's Skeleton Island out there. Good. Now, Silver, I know we've had our differences, but you're a good man with the crew. They listen to you, I've noticed. Ah, they do, sir. We're fast friends, you see. Yes, I'm sure. First thing in the morning, I want you to take 12 men to the island and put up some tents. Aye, aye, sir. Dan Silver, I want you to pick the very best men in the crew. I leave it to you. Dismissed. The best men, Captain? Well, you can trust Long John Silver to do just that. But why did you tell him to choose the best men? Because the best men are sure to be his old shipmates who are pirates with him. With those scoundrels gone, that'll give us control of the ship. Without a ship, where does that leave our friend, Long John Silver? First score for the captain. But don't count Long John Silver out yet. There's a wily character if ever I saw one. You probably wondered about the apple that made it possible for Jim to discover the plot. Well, hundreds of years ago, all sailing ships carried fresh fruit on their voyages. It was to prevent the sailors from getting scurvy, a disease people contract when they don't get their vitamin C. Fresh fruit has plenty of that important vitamin. We'll be back shortly with Act Two. The General Mills Radio Adventure Theater will return shortly. If there's still any doubt left in your mind that Long John Silver was a real pirate, just remember what his parrot, Captain Flint, was always screeching. Pieces of eight. Pieces of eight. Now there's the giveaway if I ever heard one. Parrots repeat only what they hear. And you can bet your bottom dollar that parrot was repeating the words that Long John kept saying over and over when he was plotting to grab the treasure. Pieces of eight were gold Spanish coins. And that's what lay buried on Treasure Island. Thousands of golden pieces of eight. As the captain had predicted, Long John Silver chose the most villainous men to accompany him to the island the next morning. I went along too, but Long John didn't know it. Before daybreak, I had hidden on one of the boats under a tarpaulin. I was determined to find out what he was up to. When the pirate crew disembarked, I followed. This is the way, 
Long John, but I don't know where all the treasure is buried. You was Captain Flint's first mate. How come he didn't tell you? Because our captain trusted nobody, not even me. Don't you recall the day he picked four of our shipmates, loaded them down with treasure and picks and shovels, and disappeared on the island for the old day? Oh, yes, aye, aye, aye. And when he came back, he was alone. What do you suppose happened to the other four? And one of them was Ben Gone, I remember. <laughs> they buried the treasure. And then he probably buried them. No one is going to share his secret. But we will, as soon as we can get hold of that damn map. But how do we do that? The captain won't give it up without a fight. Plain arithmetic. It's 13 of us against the seven of them. But there's only a dozen of us here. Where's the 13th? Ah, nice black dog. <laughs> the captain hooded out foxes by getting us off the ship, but he didn't reckon on Long John. I left black dog hidden on the ship to keep an eye on them. My blood ran cold when I heard about black dog. My friends were in great danger. I had to warn them. I started running toward the beach. Suddenly, a strange figure jumped out from behind a tree and stood in front of me. Stop, lad. Let me feast my eyes on you. It's the first human face I've seen in three years. Who, who, who are you? Van Gunn. What was marooned on this island by Captain Flint three years ago and left to die. <laughs> but I fooled him, didn't I? Wait a minute. Did you say Ben Gunn? Why, I just heard Long John Silver talking about you. L Long John, did you say? A man with one leg? The same? Ship, did you say? And your friends? I'll make a bargain with you. I'll help you and your friends put a hitch in Long John's plans if you'll guarantee me a safe passage home to England and then on all the cheese I can eat. It's a bargain, Ben Gunn. There's plenty of cheese aboard the Hispaniola. Then shake, lad, for I'm your man. Harky, what's that? It's a cannon shot. It must have come from the ship. Black Dog must be trying to seize it. Black Dog, is he here too? Then you can't go back to the ship yet, lad. You'll come with me to my cave, and we'll reckon what's to be done. I followed Ben Gunn to his cave. And it wasn't until much later that I discovered what had happened on the ship while I was gone. Jim! Jim Hawkins! Where are you, boy? Ah, uh, it's no use, Squire. Boy's nowhere to be found on this ship. Joyce! Hunter! You others, too! Load the boat with guns and provisions! We're going to the island! The ship will be safe enough with no one on board. <laughs> to it, lads. We've got to find the boy before it's too late. What on earth? That cannon shot came from the ship, but I thought there was no one aboard. We've been old fox, squire. Silver must have left one of his mates behind to spy on us. Now he's trying to sink us. Here it looks like Black Dog. Row for your lives, men. We've got to get out of range and 
Quick! Unload quickly now, men. We're safe for the time being. Now, let's have a look at our treasure map. I think I remember seeing something marked uh, Flint Stockade on the map. Now, here it is. And stow our stores there, and then go search for Jim. Ben Gunn and I stood on the top of Spyglass Hill watching all this happen. Then Ben Gunn led me to Flint Stockade, where my friends were now safely settled down. Ben wouldn't come in with me. He first wanted to be sure he'd get his safe passage home and all the cheese he could eat. He went back to his cave while I entered the stockade. Bless my soul, Jim. Oh, you're a lucky lad to be alive. And he's also lucky I don't throw him into irons. But you did find Ben Gunn for us. And that's a score for you. I have a feeling this Ben Gunn's going to be a great help to us. He must know this island like a book by now. Here, in the stockade. It's Long John Silver coming to have a little chat with you. Down fire, I'm carrying a flag of truce. Jim, open the door, but not too wide. It may be a trick. What do you want? Why, the treasure, to be sure. What else? You give us the map, and I give you my solemn word... Once we've dug up the treasure, we'll give you safe passage aboard the Española. Don't believe him, Captain. No, Silver. It's you and your men who must surrender. All right, say your prayers, a lot of you. Because before the day is over, there'll be curtains for the whole scurvy lot of you. Well, my name's not Long John Silver. I'll be back. And then I'll be talking with bullets... Not words. Hunter, put that bar back on the door. Quickly now. Of all the impudent rascals. Oh, save your breath, Squire. Bullets will be flying any minute now. Hunter, Joyce, you defend the east window. Redruth, hey, take the west window. Squire, you and I will protect the door. What about me, Captain? You can reload the muskets after they're fired. Aye, aye, sir. Here they come. Hold your fire, men, till they get closer. Let him have it. Nick, one of them by George. Hey, come on, my heart. We'll scuttle them yet. We've beaten them off, Captain. They're dragging their wounded away. What do we do now? Get some sleep. Night's fallen. They won't attack again till morning. Now you'll all take turns keeping watch. As for me... Jim, where do you reckon I can find this Ben Gunn fellow? He said he'd be waiting in his cave for word from us. I have a suspicion he knows some important things about this island. Well, good night, gentlemen. And keep a good watch while I'm gone. I was standing sentry about two in the morning. The others were fast asleep. It seemed safe enough. So I left my post and went down to the beach... The ship had drifted close to the shore. When I saw the Jolly Roger flying from the mast in the moonlight, I plunged into the water and swam out to the Hispaniola. I was determined to win back the ship which had been lost to us through my foolishness. I climbed aboard quietly and found black 
dog fast asleep. Mm, mm. Oh, 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 who's that? Is that you, Long John? No, Black Dog. Huh? It's not Long John. It's me. Jim, Jim Hawkins. What are you doing here? I've come to take back our ship. Don't bother to reach for your pistol. Hmm? It's in my hand pointing straight at you. Now do as I say, or else. First, I want to hoist anchor. What for? You and I are going to sail this ship around to the other side of the island where Long John Silver can't find it. Now hop to it. Hoist anchor. Fortunately, some sails were still up. The sea current was in our favor. It wasn't long before we turned the northern point of the island. The ship was now safely out of sight where Long John and his mates couldn't find it. Are you satisfied now, boy? Yes. Thank you kindly, Black Dog. Now just you stay at the wheel while I go to haul down the Jolly Roger. This isn't a pirate ship anymore. Oh, I dropped the pistol. Uh, So you have, Jim Boy. And the tables have turned. But it's me now that's pointing my pistol at you. You, you wouldn't shoot it, shoot me in cold blood. No, oh, wouldn't I say your prayers, boy, for the pistol's about to go off. Misfire blast. Hey, hey, you come back here. Get down from that rigging. You'll have to climb to the top of this mast to get me. Black Dog leaped to the rigging and started climbing up after me. Now he had me cornered at the top of the mast. I kicked out at him. Black Dog landed in the sea. Lucky for him, he could swim. He shook a fist at me and headed for shore. I was alone now. The captain of a ship that had no crew. It may have been lucky for Black Dog that he could swim. In those days, most sailors couldn't. But how lucky was it for Jim? You can be sure that sooner or later, Black Dog will be after him again, thirsting for revenge. Jim really has a talent for finding trouble, doesn't he? But then, that's what adventure is all about. I'll be back shortly with Act Three. General Mills Radio Adventure Theater will return shortly. Oh, maybe I should have said abracadabra. With everybody running around the island looking for the treasure, it's pretty hard to remember where they all are. Now, let's see. When last we left them, Squire Trelawney and his men were still at the stockade. Captain Livesey was in Ben Gunn's cave. And Long John Silver and his men were in the woods somewhere licking their wounds. As for Jim, well, by this time, he's left the ship at anchor and headed back to the stockade to tell his friends the good news. The sun is just coming up. Jim's now at the stockade, opening the door. Squire? Captain? Are you still asleep? It's Jim, back with good news. This is the This is the Let go of me! Let go of me! Well, shiver my timbers, mate. Look what I've just caught. If it isn't our little friend Jim Hawkins, come to pay us a visit. Long John, what are you doing here? What, 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 what have you done to my friends? Have you killed them? Oh, now would I do a thing like that? Rest easy, boy. Last night, your captain paid me a little visit under a flag of truce, naturally. 
He informed me the ship was gone. It being moonlight, I took a look-see. And what do you know? He was telling the truth. It was gone. So all of us being in the same pickle, we made a bargain. We took over the stockade, and your friends left with my promise that we'd not attack them again. Fair and square, eh? Then I must go and find them and tell them I'm safe. You're going nowhere, boy. Black dog! You thought you'd done me in, did you, boy? But now I'm going to finish off what I started when we was on that ship. And this time my pistol won't misfire. No, Black Dog, is that a way to talk to our guest? You leave him be. Now he stole our ship. He's got it coming to him. Don't he, mate? Uh, my friend walked up front. You see, Long John? Your mates agree with me. And I don't agree with him. And I'm the captain now. Maybe so. But not for long. All right, mates. End of the corner with me for a little contest. Ah, don't you worry, Jim, boy. Nobody's going to harm you. You've got a good friend in Long John Silver. A good friend? After the way you betrayed us? Oh, last words, matey. That was business. But now, why not let bygones be bygones? <laughs> you got no choice anyway. Here, uh, here you are, Long John. A little present for you. Why, thank you kindly. Well, we'll take a look at this, Jim. <gasps> the black spot. Aye. Just like the one old Pew delivered to Billy Bones, if you remember. Get behind me, boy. Well, I draw me sword. Yeah. All right, you mangy dogs. Come and get me. All right. <laughs> now, now, Maggie's. Think on what you're doing. Would you arm old John Silver? What's got your best interests at heart? Yes, Poor old Long John. Who's got the treasure map in his pocket? I, 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 I don't believe you. Have him, mate. What? Here it is. Take a good look. The map. Who gave it to you? Oh, the captain, of course. Huh? Part of our deal. Well, what do you say now, Black Dog? Why, why, uh, uh, Long John, we, uh, we was just fooling. Uh, tear up my black spot, we, uh, we mentioned no arm. No, no, I think I'll keep it as a souvenir. Might come in handy someday, you never know. Ahoy, the stockade! It's Captain Livesey, come for another chat. Whoa! If it is my old friend with another flag of truce... Come in, Captain, and welcome. Good morning, Silver. Jim, you're safe. What are you doing here? Are you all right? Yes, sir. Thanks to Long John. <laughs> There's a grateful lad for you. Thank you, Jim. What can I do for you, Captain? Well, it doesn't matter now that I know Jim is safe. But I'd like a word with him in private. Outside, if you don't mind. Why, bless you, Captain, of course I don't mind. And that is, if Jim gives me his word, he won't run away. My word of honor, Long John. Jim, you say you've hidden a ship around the north tip of the island? Good lad. What I don't understand is why you gave Long John the map. We'll never find the treasure now. Oh, I had my reasons, Jim. One of these days, I'll tell you. 
Right now, I'd best get back to tell the squire you're safe. And, Jim, why don't you make a break for it with me? I, I, I don't like leaving you here at the mercy of these villains. I couldn't, Captain. I gave my word. Well, you're a brave lad. I'm proud of you. You, there, Silver. I'm going now. Oh, so you are, Captain. Well, drop in any time. Yes, I might just do that. And, Silver... If any harm comes to that boy, you'll answer to me. Goodbye, Jim. And now, Jim, I want to shake your hand. What for? You're a gentleman. And now, there's a little matter of treasure waiting for my attention. All there, mates. Grab those picks and shovels. We're off to find some treasure. Here we are, at the foot of Spyglass Hill. And according to the handwriting on this map, it says, Bulk of treasure hidden here. Now, look for three trees side by side. That's the next clue. Over there, John. Look, Long John. Thirty paces from here. Right. You go there, Black Dog. And I'll call out the rest of the clues to you. Aye, aye, sir. Walk from the middle tree 15 paces. I've got you. 15 paces. Stop. Now turn dead left. And walk five till you find a sand hill. Five paces. One, two, three. Well... like it says on the map. All right, come on. we got some digging to do. <laughs> digging, my hearties. This is haunted. That's Captain Flint's ghost singing. Oh, come on, mate. Let's get out of here. Now, now. Wait, you lily-livered swabs. That's not Captain Flint's voice. I recognize him singing dead or alive. Sounded more like old Ben Gunn's voice to me. And who's afraid of old Ben Gunn's ghost? Hey, matey! (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, now that you mention it, Long John, it it did sound more like Ben Gunn. And like you said... (laughs) Who's afraid of his ghost? (laughs) Back to your diggers, mate. (laughs) How's it going down there? We're six feet down. Blast you, Long John. There's nothing down here except a piece of ship's timber. Out of the hole, mate. Long John Silver's tricked us. Don't be a fool. I'm as surprised as you are, Black Dog. Yeah. And disappointed, too. You're lying. When our backs are turned, you dug it up yourself and hid it. I know your trick. Still got that black spot on your Captain Silver. Well, consider it delivered once again. Ah, so that's the way of it, eh? Jim, stand behind me. I promised the Captain no harm would come to you. All right. 
Here's me sword, you mangy lot. Who's going to feel the point of it first? Don't make me laugh, Long John. I demand that. Make a run for it, Jim. Get in the better of me. Run! Run! Right as rain. Keep firing, men. Men out of range. Jim, lad, thank heaven you're safe. Captain, the ship. Black Dog knows where it is. He and his men can still seize it again. Rest easy, Jim. The ship is safe. I sent Joyce and Hunter aboard. If Black Dog tries anything, he'll find them aiming the ship's cannon at them. <laughs> Captain, you're even a more sly fox than I am. I salute you. There's one thing that still keeps puzzling me. What happened to the treasure? Well, suppose we let an old shipmate of yours tell you. Ahoy <laughs> there, Long John. Been gone? <laughs> I dug it up after you say it away. It's in my cave now. I'll vouch for that. I've been in that cave. The gold's all there. Is that why you gave the map to Long John here? Aye, lad. I thought I'd send our friend here on a wild goose chase. We'll get the treasure aboard ship and lift anchor. What, what about Black Dog and his men, sir? Well, we'll leave them on the island until I can get some king's ship to pick them up and throw them into irons. I'll leave some supplies to keep them alive till then. You're not leaving me, are you, Captain? Oh, no, no. You're coming along with us as ship's cook until we reach England. Then you'll stand trial for piracy. But, but Captain, he, he saved my life. And you can testify to that at the trial. Maybe they'll let him off easy. So we sailed home with the pirate's treasure. On the way back, we stopped off at a port in the West Indies to pick up some fresh fruit. That night, I was on deck counting the stars when I heard the sound of rowing. Who's that down there? Pipe down, Jim boy, or you'll wake the others. I'm in this boat, making my getaway. I'll not rot in any prison. You'll never get away with it, Long John. Yes, I will, if you don't sound the alarm. Will you let me go in peace, Jim boy? After all, I did once save your life. If the captain finds out, he'll skin me alive. But I I wouldn't want you to go to jail, John, not, not after what you did for me. Keep rowing, Long John. And good luck to you. Thank you, matey. I'm ever so much obliged. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Jim Hawkins never forgot Long John Silver. Who could ever forget that wily character? From the time this adventure was first read, Long John has become everybody's unforgettable character. He was even the author's favorite. As a matter of fact, when Robert Louis Stevenson started writing this story, he first called it The Sea Cook. Only later did he rename it Treasure Island. I'll be back shortly. Treasure Island was the first book Stevenson ever wrote. It was such an immediate success, he became famous and wrote other great adventure stories like Kidnapped. Now he had everything but good health. 
He searched for it all over the world and finally settled down in Samoa, an island in the South Seas. There, the natives called him Tusitala, teller of tales. He certainly could spin a yarn, couldn't he? They're made a monkey out of me. Our cast included Jim Debus, Paul Tripp, William Griffiths, Robert Dryden, and Leon Janney. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Tom Bosley inviting you to return to the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater for another exciting tale you can hear through the magic of radio. The General Mills Radio Adventure Theater is recommended by NEA, the National Education Association. With the kind of winter we've...